you know i was thinking we should do a tribute to dada mangeshkar ji to just you know, honor her like everyone else's and i was thinking just how iconic she was i don't think people realize how integral a part of most indians lives she was you know a billion people that's we right should, we should do something we should s- talk about her today i think yeah because it's been a week since uh, india the world fans of indian music and bollywood films lost the nightingale of india suroki saraswati as she was called lata mangeshkar and uh, she died at the age of 92 after uh giving us a wealth of songs that spanned seven decades i believe she Se- sang something seven like seven decades i mean you have to that has to sink in first yeah that's a long long time i think she started in the 40s she started in the 40s she sang more than 30000 songs in 36 different languages and i think her bio is all over the place everybody really knows what the stats are so, but there was little little tidbits that came out in the last uh, week yeah very interesting stuff like i had no idea that she was a a james bond fan yeah i uh, believe you know, she really loved sean connery and roger moore that made me smile and i think you can tell just how big an icon a person is or rather how much they are genuinely loved from the tributes that pour in because you've got people saying the standard things which is that you know of course she was an icon and she meant so uh, a great deal to indian cinema but one thing about lata ji is all those people who have paid tribute to her have a personal story about her and so many exactly as you said so many of these stories um are uh, they don't always match up to the image that people ha- have of lata mangeshkar you know uh, so for instance you mean she didn't sing cabaret songs like her sister she didn't in fact that is something a journalist brought up saying that you know how uh, how do you feel about this alleged rivalry between you and your sister asha bhosle and lata ji apparently said many decades ago that there's absolutely no rivalry i love singing with asha i love to hear her sing and let's face it she's so much more versatile than me because she can do all these cabaret songs that i can't yeah I'm sure this is one of those made up things in the press because always like to um, pit people against each other don't they but then again we don't know what happens behind closed doors right because let's face it i don't think there will ever be i'm being presumptuous here but i'm sure i'll be right there'll ever be another lata mangeshkar someone who can dominate the film industry for seven decades and didn't she have an entry in the guinness book of records as well she did i mean i i believe it was a bit contested by mohammad rafi sahab actually rafi, yeah So the Guinness Book apparently carried their names jo- jointly for many many years and then after that it was replaced by Asha Bhosle's name which didn't help matters but you're right she is uh, such an icon for, for the most songs recorded mm, it was for the most songs recorded yes and you know speaking of lesser known aspects of Lata ji because since she passed away old interviews are resurfacing in the press people are reposting uh loads of interviews that she did when you and I weren't even born you know and it gives you such an insight into the person for instance I know she's known for uh, the all her songs that she sang for Hindi films for her private albums for ghazals bhajans and a whole lot more but uh, she was apparently herself a big fan of Mozart and Beethoven and uh, Chopin and she enjoyed the Beatles Barbara Streisand Harry Belafonte did you read about some of her favorite films I did and I um, her favorite film which she saw many many times hmm. was The King and I 
Yeah. You're not the one with Yul Brenner and Yul Debra Kerr, I think. Debra Kerr, yeah. And I, I read somewhere else that she actually went um, to see Marlene Dietrich in, um, in concert. Or yes, and I believe Singing in the Rain, again, was, again, one of her big favourites. And uh, she was a massive collector of cars, believe it or not. Really? I can't just imagine her driving down the highway. Yeah, but I'm sure she had a driver to do that. But And she Come was into... my hair. She was um, mostly into American cars, I believe, like Chry Chevrolet and Chrysler and all the rest of it. Uh, a, a huge animal lover, right? Yeah. Um, I think it was um, nine dogs. I presume they weren't at the same time. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. But I did read that she had nine dogs at a certain point in her life. Hmm. Lethaji's love of cricket is well documented. That is because a lot of people say that the tragic story uh, which forms a footnote in her life had to do with cricket. I know. I was going to mention this. That all the reviews I've read and heard and things I've listened, no one's really touched upon the fact mm. that she was in love with a certain gentleman and then she never married. I presume yeah. because of this. I think it's because Lataji is sacrosanct. You know, people do think of her as someone who uh, has um, transcended all these, you know, petty conversations that people normally like to have. Not petty, but you know what I'm trying to say. For like, those who don't know, please fill them in. Yeah, so apparently she was uh, madly in love with uh, this gentleman who was the who was royalty and he was the head of the Board of Control for Cricket in India, BCCI. So naturally she was fond of cricket. She was uh, in love with him. But for some reason, circumstances didn't allow them to get married. And, and we're talking many, many, many years ago. Decades ago, absolutely. And uh, in an interview with Javed Akhtar, Lataji said, when Javed Sahab said that, do you believe in rebirth? And if you do, would you like to come back as Lata Mangeshkar in your next lifetime? You know, I think she gave a very poignant Most answer. Most people would say yes, I reckon. She laughed and she said, A, I don't think I believe in it. And B, even if I did, I wouldn't like to come back as Lata Mangeshkar, which surprised Javed Sahab. And he said, why do you say that? So she kind of said that, only Lata Mangeshkar knows Lata Mangeshkar's problems. Sirf Lata Mangeshkar hi unki pareshaniyo ko janti hai. You know, is what she said. So naturally, her, her, there were little bits and pieces in her life that didn't quite go to plan. Did you say she was into cameras? And she I was into cameras, yeah. I read that somewhere. I think I heard you say that on air. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She had a Rolly Flex or whatever that trendy camera in the 60s, 50s was. Uh, again, before we move away from cricket, um, a beautiful tribute came from Sunil Gavaskar. Naturally, she knew the Indian cricket team rather well. Um, wonderful tribute from Sunil Gavaskar. Um, he said that when Sunil Gavaskar and the Indian cricket team were playing in Pakistan, he says that, you know, we were in Lahore and Madam Noor Jahan, again, one of Lataji's um, uh, idols, one of her contemporaries, yeah. her friends, um, came to the reception that, had, that was being hosted by the, the High Commission for the visiting Indian cricketers. And Suril Gavaskar said that, you know, I didn't really know her that well. I didn't know of her either. So he said that when I was being introduced to Madam Noor, Jaha Madam, that this is Sunil Gavaskar, he was, I think, the, the captain of the team at the time. Madam Noor Jaha apparently said that, I'm so sorry, I don't know him. I only know Zaheer Abbas and Imran Khan. <laughs> so later, when the time came for for the person who was doing the introductions later when the time came for him to say to Sunil Gavaskar, and I'm sure you know who she is, Madam Noor Jahan. Sunil Gavaskar apparently said, I'm so sorry, I only know Lata Mangeshkar. You know? So that's like it's a bit of a cheeky. Now, talking about um, cricket, let's keep on cricket for a minute. Hmm. I think she had an autograph of um, Don Bradman. Yes. And talking about autographs, hmm. 
I have to tell this anecdote, mm. which I've told many times before. I think it's on one of the previous podcasts. But my mum is a huge Lata Mangeshkar fan. She's into singing herself, mm. and she bumped into Lata Mangeshkar. We're talking about twenty, twenty-five years ago. Mm. She bumped into her in um, Brent Cross, which is a shopping mall near us, mm. in Marks and Spencers, mm. and they had a long chat, whatever. And then she got uh, Lata Ji to sign a check. Mm. Now, listen to that. She didn't just sign a blank check. She probably signed the back of the check. It's still lying somewhere in her house. Mm. So um, she was very thrilled that she got Lata Mangeshkar's autograph. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, another um, one fact. Of your, one of your f- friends, if mm. I may use the term loosely, mm. one of your friends has mm. posted some lovely photographs uh, of yes. herself with... Um, Runa Lailaji, yeah. of course. Um, she was close friends with Lata Mangeshkar. And each time she made a visit to India, she would make it a point to go and see her. And not just Runa Ji, but so many other actresses, Vahida Rahman, so many others have said that you know, what made Lataji so special was the fact that she would remember small things about you. If she ever met you professionally and she um, uh, took a liking, then she would remember things like your favorite colors or your favorite saris or your favorite chocolates or your favorite perfume. And on appropriate occasions, she would gift you something that you wouldn't in a million years think someone as legendary as Lata Mangeshkar has actually bothered to remember. You mean attention to detail. Attention and, to and detail. And that's what they say, that all the greats, mm. that's why they're great. Because they make you feel comfortable, then... They, they make you feel like the star. They make you feel at ease. Yeah. That's Which a very hard thing to do. You know, some people are... Yeah. We've, we've met all sorts. Some yeah. are a bit arrogant. But most of them... Uh-huh. Make you feel very comfortable. That's what Runa Lela said that Lataji would always send me, Lata Didi would always send me a sari on my birthday. Uh, so beautiful, beautiful um, uh, tributes and memories. Also, another thing that not many people would know, again, it, it's just as you said, you can't imagine her cruising down the highway in her Chrysler or her Merc. Um, apparently, she was very fond of playing the slot machines in Vegas. So the couple of occasions when she went there on holiday. That totally blows my mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she says, I wasn't very fond of cards or um, blackjack. Blackjack. Okay, uh, yeah. I think uh, roulette, she said. Roulette, yeah. But I loved playing the slot machines. And on occasions, she was known to have been very lucky at the slot machine as well. Which is which is something again, not something you would immediately Just associate a, with a bucket full of coins. Yeah, watching Elvis. Yeah, so many again, so so many firsts come to mind when it comes to Lataji. Uh, comes to Lataji, as you said, um, Guinness Book of World Record. You yeah, know, I I know. I, I think I know where you're going with this. That she was a game changer in the industry hmm. at the time, wasn't she? Yeah, For, was it royalty royalty checks and all? First credit, you know, oh. playback singers in the forties were never given credit because they were seen as the lowest rung in the creative hierarchy. So whilst the director, the actors, the music composer, the lyricist, all these people were really revered. Apparently the 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 prevalent idea in Bollywood at the time was that, you know, as long as you enjoy the song, as long as it's got a lovely tune and meaningful words, who really cares about who sung it? So Lataji says that the first Bollywood film that put her on the map, Mehel, Aiga Anewala, she wasn't given any credit. She says Raj Kapoor was the first person who gave me credit on an album because I said, why shouldn't we be acknowledged as well? So you're right. She fought for credit. She fought for royalty. Uh, she was the first Indian to sing with the Red Orchestra at the prestigious Royal Albert Hall, you know, and uh, lots of people who went to that concert. They say that it was such a moving experience to have her sing all those iconic songs. You know, it's uh, Lataji used to start every live gig with uh, a prayer. 
you know the vandana and after she do the vandana all the songs right from aigaane wala to lag ja gale se to all her iconic songs you know it was quite something is this the concept maybe i'm getting confused here but she once sang mere vatan ke log and people were in tears the this one no this was i'm talking about royal albert hall eh yeah. mere vatan ke logon zara aankh mein bhar lo pani jo shaheed hue hain unki zara yaad karo qurbani is the song she sang soon after uh, the indochina war and this was dedicated to uh, you know the soldiers who were guarding our uh, front line and apparently the first prime minister of india jawaharlal nehru ji was in the audience and he was moved to tears and he made sure that after the concert he went backstage to compliment lata mangeshkar on how beautifully she had rendered that in uh, england hmm. in great britain the equivalent we had dame vera lynn hmm. saying we'll meet again well that it's, it's exactly day. that um again loads of tributes from the film industry from people who'd worked with her people who considered her their idol some of them stand out you know javed akhtar sahab i mentioned him earlier he said something beautiful he said that how often have you heard a person compliment shakespeare's writing or beethoven's music or michelangelo's painting or sculptures that is because these names in themselves are synonymous with excellence and lata ji is exactly the same trying to describe her talent or tell the world just how good she is is an exercise in futility because the name alone gives you, you she set the bar so high she set the bar so high and to reach a degree of excellence in your field where you cannot be compared to anywhere else but you become the benchmark for others to aspire Actually, right. to right in the body where i don't really hear people say oh she's the next lata mangeshkar yeah. they don't say that do not they? at all they take all other names they yeah. don't say that gulzar sahab said something fantastic one of her most iconic songs for a movie that gulzar sahab also directed kinara was um naam gum jayega chehra ye badal jayega meri awaaz hi pehchan hai that's the first line so gulzar sahab said ki after she'd sung this song he said that i think this was late 70s Uh, he said ki just in passing in jest i said to her that lata ji why don't you use these two lines as your autograph when somebody comes to you for an autograph aap sign karne ke upar ye bhi likh dijiyega meri awaaz hi pehchan hai agar yaad rahe so many years later how poignant those words are proving to be bade gulam ali sahab 40 years ago 50 years ago when he must have uh, done the interview apparently said that um, you know kambakt besura ga hi nahi sakti he said that what normal musicians would take 3 uh, hours classical musicians would take 3 hours to do lata could effortlessly achieve in 3 and a half minutes and i think that said a lot about her as well you know if you had to choose your favorite lata song let's say top 3 what would you choose because you got to remember that there's a whole generation who know nothing about the 60s or the 70s or the 80s for them lata mangeshkar probably starts with the um, didi tera devar diwana or um, tujhe dekha to ye jana sara yeah ddlj or veerzar finishes in veerzar actually doesn't it mm. but if you have to choose your top 3 it'll definitely be from the 60s 70s definitely lag ja gale se ki phir yahan si raat ho na ho tu jahan jahan chalega mera saaya saath hoga Um yeah definitely things like I like that song from I like some 60s 70s songs as well like um um that song from Guide Arpit Jeene ki tamanna hai and of course um Razia Sultan's um Edil Enadan Edil Enadan ek pyar ka nagma hai mojon ki rawani hai that song that's a song I love as well um sure. you know we're talking about 
Raja Sultan is the obvious link hmm. that that was directed by Kamal Amroi yeah and we have to mention Pakiza hmm. don't we because it's celebrating 50 years this month hmm. and the, probably the most iconic songs from uh, Pakiza are sung by चलते चलते यूं ही कोई मिल गया था सरे राह चलते चलते इन्हीं लोगों ने छीना दुपट्टा मेरा सो मेनी ऑफ दैम चलो दिलदार चलो चांद के पास चलो इज इट पाकिस्तानिंग Well, I think what everyone knows is that it took 16 years to make. Yeah. There was a lot of heartbreak, divorce, alcoholism. Hmm. What else was in there? I think Kamal Amrohi was the Sanjay Leela Bansali of his time in the sense that he was a man who was extremely moody, broody, a very gifted, talented filmmaker. He fell in love with Meena Kumari at the time when she was at the height of her fame. And this she film was, she was much younger than him, wasn't she? I'm not sure. I think she was. This film was meant to be his love letter to Meena Kumari. Sadly, because it took so long in the making, by the time they finished, they were not on speaking terms. They were two estranged people. She was an alcoholic by then to the point that uh, when they shot some of the songs towards the later years of those 15 year period uh, she wasn't even in a position to uh, dance this is a very famous so it was uh, a body story, double that body had double. to do yeah and a body double uh, i forgot her name now she also become she became quite famous as well really yeah so I just for an example i read her, i read about her hmm. all of the places so many so many stories about pakiza and i i think when the movie came out yeah It was uh, it didn't do very well it. I don't know if it was a flop, hmm. but it it wasn't very successful. Yeah. And I think in the there was a huge controversy in the Film Fair Awards as well. Remember when it only won one thing. Hmm. You know, nominated for all sorts of things and it only won um, best art direction. And I always remember the story that um, I can't remember who won the best music director. But he didn't want to accept the award. Hmm. He he, said he felt that it it Noshad should have got it. Noshad. Huh. Uh, also the only no shard uh, it became yeah, Ur- urduka what what's the way you say urdu correctly i don't know that you uh, adab uh, no irshad no 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 then the, when you pronounce the words correctly hmm. yeah what do you mean what do you say you pronounce them correctly um Uh, you've just completely thrown me off Kina what were we talking about we were talking about Pakiza we were talking about the fact that it wasn't a hit when it came out but because Meena Kumari sadly died within a month of its release that is when all her fans rushed back to the cinema to watch it which is why Pakiza became the highest grossing bollywood film of 1972 and that's why i also think it stood the test of time because there is just so much tragedy and heartbreak associated with that film the making of as well as the story and it is considered uh, a a very important film in the mus- muslim social genre um and those who study bollywood those who know a lot about the context they say that it was iconic in on many many levels in the way that the story had been conceived in the way that the art direction the music and everything kind of came together to really make it um uh, something quite spectacular You know speaking of Pakiza celebrating 50 years and us paying tribute to Lata Mangeshkar ji in this in this episode of the podcast there was a story that ties the two things together beautifully Kamal Amrohi's son Tajdar Amrohi he paid tribute to Lata ji in the last 
three four days in a beautiful interview um, and he mentioned how he still remembers very fondly the days when lataji would come and was he a director i'm not sure if he was a director but definitely kamalam rohit san and he says that lataji at the height of her fame uh, she sang for all the four films that my father directed uh, his only father, four films his father only made four films i know raja sultan i know pakiza yeah the two others um, before that probably before that and he said that you know rataji would always ring up and say okay if if she had to come and have a discussion with my dad at home she would ring up and say that okay what have you made for lunch and i would tell her ki aaj haleem banaye she said nahi mujhe kebab khana hai ya biryani khani hai and the fun, funny thing was that she would always say ki you know i don't have much time so i'm just going to come quickly and we're going to discuss and leave but she would always end up staying for 5 6 7 hours because we had such a wonderful discussion at home and um, he said that she would look forward to a call from my dad saying that i want you to come and sing for my movies only because my dad was a perfectionist he wanted every urdu word pronounced correctly that's what i was talking about earlier what is it when you pronounce every the word correctly but there's no term for it you're saying no term that i know of and he so she said that uh, he said that uh, you know lataji being lataji a perfectionist herself she would always do her homework and come so on very rare occasions which my father actually have to correct her and say that ye aise nahi aise boliye so yeah there you go um oh i can tell you something that connects the two things as well that yeah. did you know that originally in pakistan hmm. they wanted uh, kamal amrohi wanted dharmender to play the role that eventually went to um, raj uh, rajkumar hmm. you know jani rajkumar hmm. uh, um, he wanted dharmender to play it. and hmm. then 20 years later or maybe 15 years later um there when there was in Raja Sultan yeah there's a rather detailed tribute by Sanjay Leela Bansali as well on what Lataji meant to him and how he grew up like so many others listening to her music and um, and I think he he said something pretty similar uh that Lataji's perfectionism is something that a lot of people you know she had the god gifted talent and she had sung she sung for most of the major actresses worked with most of the she must have sung for virtually everyone virtually everyone and there was a time when filmmakers saw her as the lucky mascot the, uh, for any soundtrack you know if there wasn't at least one song by her the film was definitely doomed that was what i liked was i think um, <coughs> maybe in the 90s i don't know exactly when but she decided not to take part in all these awards yeah. so that others would have a chance would to have a chance them. another beautiful story was from the the cine workers association who have apparently requested the maharashtra government to um to have a life size lataji statue in film city because they say that whenever we needed her you know if ever there was a strike if ever we missed out on our wages lataji was always ready to do a fundraiser and she didn't like people talking about it so it's something that she liked to do She liked to do charity but she never wanted to be spoken about uh, or never wanted outsiders to know what she had done so they were obviously very very grateful Sanjali Labansali said that you know I'm absolutely gutted because two of my idols passed away within a month of each other Pandit Birju Maharaj ji oh, and and Lata ji so yeah it has been I think a truly sad uh, month for those who love uh, Indian dance and music and art and cinema and all the rest of it and all we can do is you know pay tribute to someone who's been the soundtrack to our lives to our mom and dad's lives possibly around when our grandparents were there as well and you know um 
and I think will still be a soundtrack for the future generations. Yes. Because still, when you think of Bollywood songs, yeah. inevitably, yeah. a Lata Mangeshka song will be played. That's true. So on that note, should we wrap? I think we should. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.